Welcome back to episode 24 of Millennials and Mimosas. I'm Madison Morsh and I'm here with Kim Baker. I think that was the first like solid intro that we've done in a while without cracking up. Yeah, I'm actually proud of us. Um, well, so Cherub, why didn't we go to the Cherub concert last night? Okay. We've been using their music illegally for our <laughs> podcast for 24 weeks now. And they come to Charlotte and we don't go. I know. I'm like honestly so mad at myself. I was staring, looking at Snapchat and Instagram stories last night of all these people at the Cherub concert. And I was like, what the fuck? I knew they were coming too because I had like recently. And you screenshotted it to me and you were like, we should go. I did? Yeah. Uh Oh. (laughs) I was just like recently doing research of uh, a bunch of concerts coming to town because I wanted to you know, line up my queue of concerts for 2019 (laughs) and keep up my trend of 2018 going to a shit ton of concerts. And Cherub was, like, number one on my list. And it was, like, $20. I know. We easily could have gone. Yeah. It was kind of shitty weather last night, but it still would have been fun. Except... Plus, like, maybe we could have, like, met them after and been like, (laughs) hey, We should have just brought in, like, a big poster board that says, like... We use your song as our intro to our podcast. <laughs> so I actually, funny story, I actually met the members of Cherub. What? So How have we never talked about this? I really don't know. 24 weeks later and we're finally discussing this. So back in college when we would go to concerts in Asheville because they have this small venue that has low-key famous bands, a.k.a. Cherub and other random artists. But Wait, where? In Asheville. The Orange Peel? The Orange Peel. Yeah. Shouts to the Orange Peel. <laughs> Sponsor the pod. Anyway, um, yeah, so we went to a concert my sophomore year there, and it's, like, one of those really small venues, like, general admission, open floor seating, so everyone's just standing the whole concert, and it's, like, usually low-key artists, so they're pretty chill, and at the end of the show, if you stay late enough... You can do, like, the meet and greet. Yeah, that's so cool. And we, me and my friends were weirdly obsessed with Cherub. So we're like, no, we're staying and we're, like, getting photos with them and meeting them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I have a selfie of me and one of the guys. Like, I guess it's, I mean, there's two of them, but. Wait. It's the guy with the mustache. I have to see this and we have to post it. If you scroll far enough back in my Instagram account, it's there. Um, I actually have a nose piercing in the picture. LOL TBT. Oh my gosh, you're so hipster. Yeah, and I look completely different because my hair is super brown. But yeah, I have a selfie with one of the guys from Cherub. That's actually really cool. And they were super cool. They were like really nice. Obviously, he let me take a selfie with him. And yeah, obviously we went wild when they played Joseph's Mimosas. And obviously. They like... <laughs> popped a bunch of bottles of champagne on the stage when they performed it because it was obviously their last song. Yeah. And it was next level crazy. There's like photos on the Cherub like Facebook page from back in the day, you know, like how they all have like professional photographers and then they post them on Facebook pages. Yeah. There's like a photo and you can see me in it. That's from cool. like the front row. Cause we like worked our asses up to the front of the stage, so of we of course, could. of course you did. Yeah, I mean, what what <laughs> other way to do it, you know? <clears throat> um, 
I love like mid-size bands like that because I feel like they still put on a good show and they're still very talented. Yeah. But they're still connected with their fan base. Yeah. So I It's I like, like us better. as yeah. podcasters. <laughs> we're like upper lower size. We're a small podcast right now. Yeah. But we're getting there. Not even small to mid-size. We're, no. We're, we're just small. <laughs> we're like between non-existent and small. We're like between an infant podcast and like maybe a toddler. Baby vibes. <laughs> Baby vibes. Um, speaking of things that we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Um, that was the last episode, right? The books? Yes, it was. Well, we also talked about goals, so I just want to give everyone an update. One of my goals, I literally like wrote this down. So I went to this goal setting workshop last week or two weeks ago, I guess. Um, and we were like being asked to write down these like goals that we wanted to do in 2019. And mine were like so sad. It was like, have more money. <laughs> like, um, have more money. I don't know how you achieve that, but okay. It was like, uh, pay off my credit card. Um, That's a good goal. <laughs> I actually just paid off one of my credit cards and then I continuously spent money all weekend long on that credit card. So I know. Kind of defeats just, the purpose. It's like a consistent cycle, but. It's quite sad. I came to the realization that all of my life's problems like revolve around money essentially because I'm pretty sure all of life's problems forever want to revolve around money I know but the good news I got a raise this week at my job hey cheers to that yeah so humble brag but (laughs) no this is something to celebrate yeah well I've been at my job for like a year so it's my first like raise slash like promotion type thing yeah I kind of like switched jobs well I kind of really don't know what I do to be honest but no one really knows what Kim's job is honestly people like ask me sometimes they're like what do you do I'm like "Mm, how much time do you have (laughs) it's complicated but it's honestly the perfect job for me because I have like severe ADD not really but like self-diagnosis you know yeah of course (laughs) always self-diagnosed um so I'm like literally never doing the same thing yeah so that was exciting and it was just like I was thinking about it because I was like I first of all I can't believe that I've been at my job for a full year I've been at my job for 18 months it's crazy like where did the time go I'm like wait I've not been in college for over 18 months like today I saw I ran into a guy that um I went to college with and he was like sitting in the same coffee shop that I was at and he was like with this girl like I first saw him from afar and me and my friends were like oh that's blah 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 and then we were like, wait, who's that girl? And then we were like, wait, did she go to Wofford? And someone at the table was like, you know, like, we graduated almost two years ago. Like, it's okay for him to not be with someone that he knows from college. And I was like, wow, that is, like, so sad that I, like, still think of life in terms of college because so many people have, like, crazy different lives now. That's how I felt last night when I went out with Taylor we um, met up with, like, a bunch of people from my school, and they all kind of, like, date people from UNC Charlotte, so they're all, like, hanging out in a big group. Yeah. <clears throat> so not surprising, but, like, yeah. I came with, like, someone that they'd never met before, and I was wondering, I was thinking, like, they were probably like, wow, like, Kim has, like, a friend that we don't know. Like, they're so used to just, like, <laughs> all of my friends being in the same fraternity or, like, girlfriends of guys in the same fraternity that... I mean, I guess I was, like, kind of giving myself a big head. I was like, yeah, they're probably like, yeah, so new cool. friends. 
branching out. Love it. Um, but yeah, wait. So back to my job. Yeah. Big week this week because my intern, or not my intern, but the company's intern. Kim has a personal <laughs> intern who you know I, fetches her her th- her coffee and runs her errands. <laughs> I say my intern because I do all the work to find her. So I like post all the job applications. Did and, you interview her? Yeah. And That's I choose cool. her. Yeah. So So you had like a lot of say. It's good, but at the same time it's really bad because if she sucks, like it's all on me. That's true. So it honestly like gives me a lot of anxiety. Like when the interns start, I'm like, is she gonna suck? Like is she gonna be good? A couple semesters ago, well I guess two semesters ago, we tried to hire an intern that we liked, but then she like accepted another position. I think we like waited too long because I really didn't know how to do the process. Yeah. So instead of like interviewing a girl that I really liked and just like hiring her right then and just cutting off the process, I yeah. was waiting until like the end of the process. So I interviewed all these other people just so I could like make sure I was getting the best of the mix. Yeah. But then by that time, the first girl that I liked had already like accepted another position. Yeah. And our second choice declined, and like I'm pretty sure we were on like our third or fourth choice. But I learned my lesson because she did suck. Like, <laughs> it was awful. Like, my boss was Rough. Like, yeah, like, she just is, like, not working and... She Does not have her shit together. Yeah. And, I mean, I, like, I've been there before. Like, I've right. been an intern, so I know that it's, like, hard, especially if you, like, don't really know what you're doing. And the whole point of internships is, like, to learn. So For sure. I guess... It's okay that they suck because, like, they learn that they suck. they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, maybe you're not cut out for this field. <laughs> but it's also just weird getting used to the fact that, like, I'm above an intern status. That you have responsibilities. Yeah. And that, like, I'm the one giving the intern tasks. Like, I get a task that I'm like, wow, I really don't want to do this. And I'm like, hey, we have an intern. So Hell yeah. It's exciting that she started because I have a lot of things, like, on my list that I don't really want to do. <laughs> But it took me a while to get over that. Like, at first I felt bad. I was like, oh, I can just do it myself. Like, I don't want to give her things to do. And Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat right now because we just hired a new accountant. And he doesn't know anything because he started, like, a month ago. And I'm finally getting to the point where I'm, like, more comfortable handing him, ta- like, off tasks to do. Mm-hmm. And I know I can just tell he's so overwhelmed because I, like, talk really fast and I try to explain things and he also doesn't take notes which frustrates the shit out of me i'm like oh my god i swear he's not gonna remember how to do this tomorrow like please take notes like, yeah i just want you to take notes i mean especially with accounting like- it's and there are just like certain systems and processes like in our company that you have to like they're always the same so if you take notes one time you can just like look back at them like i still look back at some of my notes and yeah. i've been working for 18 months and I'm just, like, worry. But it is it is weird, like, being the person handing off responsibility. Yeah. And I'm just, like... And it's hard dealing with people that don't learn in the same way you do. So it's been, like, a big learning process, like, having the responsibility to do that. And I honestly, in general, just, like, hate delegating because, you know, they always say, like, if you want something done right, right like, do, do it, it yourself. yourself. And that's how I am. I'm, like, I'm like weirdly OCD about things that I'm I do. I'm such a control freak about stuff like that, yeah. And it's so hard for me to let go and be like, okay, like, if he messes something up, like, it's okay. Like, it's all about the learning process because I think about how many times I messed up when I first started. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, my boss, like, how did they not get frustrated with me? And I just think about it in terms of, like, efficiency, too. I'm like, by the time I'm done explaining this task, 
I could have already done it myself. Like, in and half I know the time. it's not about that. It's about them learning. And, I'm like, like, you want them to learn so, like, eventually you don't have to do it anymore. And they do do it, yeah. like, perfectly the first time. But it's a process. It really is. And it's hard. It's hard to get to that point in yeah. your career. Which is crazy. Like, we're only, like, a little bit, a year and a little over a year in. And yeah. We already have the responsibility of handing off duties to people. It's kind of cool. But the thing is, like, I thought I was, like, a hotshot because I was in charge of the intern until I realized that it's the task that, like, nobody else wants. To be in charge of the intern? Yeah. They give it to, like, (laughs) they give it to the youngest person in the office because, one, like, you easily connect with them, I feel like. Yeah. And, two, like, nobody else wants that responsibility. Yeah, because it's just a pain in the ass. It does suck. Like... (laughs) Um, but it, it has taught me a lot, so it's a mutual learning process for sure. And So things are going well for you in the career world. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, so um, on the other end of the spectrum over here, I actually just got rejected for a job that I was applying <laughs> for. Hey, it happens. Yeah, basically, it's been a learning experience. It was an internal promotion with the company that I work for now, and it would have just given me a lot more responsibility. And... At the end of the day, the people that beat me out for it are way more tenured with the company and have way more experience, but you start to get a big head, which is, I mean, just like we're saying now, like, oh, I'm in charge of the intern, like, oh, I have all this responsibility, and then you, like, forget about how there's other people that have had the same job you have for, like, way more time, and you're... Yeah. And then it's just kind of heartbreaking. It's a big, big blow to the ego. Yeah. I was just like, Fuck. All right, I guess I don't have it all together. It brings you back down a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's a good process to, like, have the opportunity to, like, interview and yeah, realize sure. your strengths and weaknesses. I mean, honestly, like, even if I wanted to apply for another job, I don't think that I could bring myself to do it because, not to say that I'm, like, lazy, but, like, just thinking about the whole process of going through it and, like, updating my resume and, like, the risk of getting rejected. Yeah. I'm like, it, I, why wouldn't I just stay at my job? Like, <laughs> no risk here. No, I'm fine. And that's the thing. It was so scary. Like, for me to even decide to apply, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, a really scary process. I have to, like, write a cover letter and write down all of my accomplishments in the past 18 months and yeah. get a recommendation letter from my boss and, like, go through the interview process, which is, like, so, like, anxiety-inducing. Yeah. It's scary it is (laughs) like I I guess the last time I was doing it was like a year ago so and it feels so much longer than that because you know what I mean like it feels like I've been doing this job for so long that it feels like it was way longer than just like a year and a half ago that I was sitting and applying for I know positions um I saw a tweet the other day that was saying that like some one came into an interview and they like didn't have a resume oh my god they trash move <laughs> well it was saying something like i don't have a resume like i can just like i forget someone like tagged me in it because i was like talking about how i really don't want to like update my resume because i'm too lazy yeah but he was like is this like a new thing or something and i was like wait is it okay so the tweet said a guy walked in for an interview and stated i don't really have a resume is this what we're doing now in 2019 <laughs> i fucking support that <laughs> Um, I mean, I wish, because I honestly feel like... Resumes are straight bullshit. They're so outdated, I feel like, because, like, honestly... Okay, one, it's you sitting there using buzzwords to make yourself look better. Yeah. Which is, I mean, everyone 
does a job and anyone can make their job sound more important and like better than it is by just using certain terminology and like the way you phrase a sentence yeah. you know what I mean so it's all about like the way you're like portraying yourself not necessarily exactly what you do but even then like someone could have someone write their resume for them so they could sound really good on paper they could go in they just happen to be like <clears throat> good at interviewing and then they could still suck at the job like interviewing and resumes like really don't say much to how good you are at a job i think interviews are <clears throat> a good um screening process for someone's like personality though yeah like you can tell if someone's motivated in an interview most times oh yeah and i think that's an important <laughs> characteristic because it's like okay like if i'm sitting down and having an interview with you and you seem like super like excited about the job and like you obviously researched the company blah 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 like if you do all the right things like there's definitely a higher chance that you're probably going to be better at the job just because you care more yeah where like a person who sucks at interviewing like I mean obviously like there's some people that are just super anxious and nervous and whatever and maybe they are just like have a very hard time communicating with other people but I mean in a lot of jobs that's an important strength to have yeah and I feel like most of the time you're not nervous if you know what you're talking about right but I've gone into like internship and job interviews um, that I like haven't necessarily been qualified for right and it makes you nervous because oh definitely you like don't really know what you're talking about yeah but I don't know I wish there was just like another way that you could be like tested out for a job I know I hate resumes they're so annoying and then I'm like and I want to keep things on my resume and then people are like you can't keep your sorority shit on there and I'm like but (laughs) I don't have that much experience and I don't know what else to put on there I know like, I don't even, like, know how I'm going to put my current job on a resume, like, coming forward. Because I literally do so many different things that there's absolutely no way I can sum it up into, like, five bullets. Yeah. And even that's a lot of bullet points. Like, one yeah. of our friends, one of our podcast listeners, uh, hit me up to, like, look at his resume and do a little editing job on it. And, like, he's super smart and had a really good resume. But there was just, like, one of his jobs had, like, so many bullet points that are just, like, long-winded sentences. And I was reading it, and I was like, you obviously know what you're doing, and you're really good at your job. But, bruh, like, it's too much. Yeah. Plus, you have to just, like, you can keep, like, I have a full resume that's, like, maybe, like, two or three pages long that Uh has, like, all the bullets. And I shorten it based on what job I'm applying for. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the move. Because it's important to, like... Tailor your resume. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want to keep a full record of everything, but when it comes time to, like, actually submit an application, you want to, like, make sure it only has the necessary stuff. Like, cut out all the extra. Yeah. TBH, at some point, I want to be able to apply for a job that I can put the podcast on my resume. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that. I was like, how do we, like, say if we wanted a sponsor, like, does our podcast have a resume? Like... Like, I don't even know how that works. I don't know. We're going to have to talk to some some podcast people and figure that out. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of talking to people, I was going to say, honestly, applying for a job, like, really doesn't mean anything if you, like, know somebody. Oh, God. And I hate that the world is like that, but if you do know somebody, then it's actually really helpful. It's all about who you know. That's what they say. And it, I mean... 
It really is. To be honest, like, my cousin works for the company that I work for now before I got my job, so... And I know he didn't get me my job, like, at all, but... Yeah, but it just helped. It definitely helped. Definitely even helped. if the person, like, isn't even that high up, like, just having someone to vouch for you... It's a contact. And, yeah. like, people like to hire people that people know. <laughs> it's just all about, like, the reliability factor, I feel like. Yeah. Like, one of my friends just got a job um, doing, like, social media for, like, Lance crackers like the goldfish brand oh yeah yeah yeah. um because her the woman she babysat for like is like the vp of marketing yeah i mean that's not why she got the job like obviously she's qualified yeah (laughs) but she was saying how like the girl she babysits for like mentioned something to the people who interviewed her and even just knowing it's just like an extra um like comfort thing yeah if you're hiring somebody and somebody knows them and can vouch for them like and like i I love like being able to talk about that in the interview just like kind of eases the tension yeah it makes it less intense and less intimidating i think exactly mutual friends make the world go round for for sure they do (laughs) okay well also on the topic of jobs and bosses um we had mimosas <laughs> in my office on Friday. Shouts to y'all. Like, seriously, I was so jealous. I was sitting at my desk, and Friday for us was the last day of um, our books that were open for 2018. For you accountants, you understand what I'm saying. And Fiscal year end. Well, actually, our fiscal year ends in July. We talked about this before. but right. Anyway, the books closed on Friday for 2018, so it was like a whirlwind of us making sure everything was figured out for the year yeah so but that was stressful and we, you're out here drinking mimosas and i'm like well yeah, we okay were, we were celebrating like something related to an event um was exciting so my boss was like yeah like let's do mimosas tomorrow morning and she was like you live like right next to harris teeter like i can throw a rock at it so she's like you pick up the orange juice and i was like okay yeah and then she was like wait but what kind of orange juice are you gonna get and i was like put on the spot and we're like all standing out in my office then I was like, um, that's such a weird question to ask. Well, yeah. So I was like, I don't know, like Tropicana. And she was like, oh, no, like you have to get like fresh orange juice. And what's wrong with Tropicana? They were like laughing at my choice of Tropicana. And then Tropicana boss, is a basic bitch orange juice. Right? And then my boss was like, honestly, I thought you were going to say like Sunny D. Like you strike me as like a Sunny D person. Oh, my God. I was like, that's offensive. I was so offended. <laughs> I like told her that. And she was like. Well, I just meant because you're, like, a Sunny D, like, very, like, bubbly personality. Like, you no, strike me as, like, a Sunny D. I was that like, straight no, up no. shots fired. Yeah. Sunny D is a trash. Is Sunny D even orange juice? It's, like, Yoohoo is to chocolate milk as, like, Sunny D is to orange juice. That's what I think. It's, like, fake. It's gross. It's not. It's, I don't like even orange-flavored remember. juice. It's not even orange juice. Yeah, it's, like, um, I don't know. Like a tang thing. It's gross. But, so it got me to thinking, like... What orange juice is, like, your brand? Your brand? And I was researching, because I was like, I don't even know what... what... kind of orange juices there are? Yeah, but there's, like, Tropicana, obviously. I'm, like, a Trop 50 girl, because I know pulp, because I don't like pulp. Oh, I love pulp. But no. Oh, no. I don't like pulp in my mimosas. I did do that one time at a mountain weekend, and I got completely shit on for it, but... I don't like pulp in my mimosas for the most part. Like, I'll drink it, but <laughs> I don't necessarily like it. And the Trop 50 has, like, less, like, sugar. It's just, like, less intense. So that's what I get. I feel like Tropicana is cash. Simply orange. 
Yeah. So that's like the that's, Simply Lemonade type brand. That's I always a, get their lemonade, but I've never had their orange juice. Yes, you have. We've literally used their orange juice to make mimosas. Okay. Not that I've never had it, but I like don't buy it. I usually always buy Tropicana. Yeah. Tropicana. I like Florida's Natural. I feel like we had that at my house growing up. Yeah, same. That seems like a parent orange juice. Yeah. Florida's natural. It's like a good, wholesome, basic orange juice. Yeah, straight from Florida, you know? And then there's, like, all the off brands. Yeah, fuck that. I would never pick... Actually, you know the Nantucket Nectar or whatever? That's, like, kind of like a bougie, like, orange juice. It's not... That one. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Also, V8 is trash. I fucking hate V8. How is that even an option? Is V8 really orange juice, though? I don't know. I thought it was, like, uh, juice that had vegetables in it. I mean, I guess they can have <laughs> just plain orange juice, but, yeah. Trash. I do kind of fuck with, like, fresh-squeezed orange juice. I feel like fresh-squeezed orange juice is my brand, aesthetically speaking. Like, you go to a brunch spot and you get fresh-squeezed orange juice. See, I hate that. I'm, like, too much pulp. Like, I don't even care how fresh it is. Just give me, like, something. So I think if I had to choose, fresh squeeze would be my brand. But Tropicana is, like, my basic go-to. Okay. But well, you're you're a Tropicana girl through and through? I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's my brand. I'm, like, just slightly above average, like, Yeah, like, basic. You're, you're not, like... People pleaser, like everyone. You're not like the Harris. You're not like the Harris Teeter brand orange juice. Oh yeah, I don't think so. You're better than that. Thank you, but I'm not like. (laughs) I'm not fully simply orange. Mm, I don't know. I mean, simply orange is fine. I feel like that's probably more my brand. Okay, well, tweet at us, Insta DM us. What is your orange juice brand? Yeah, what's your go-to orange juice? I tweeted this over Christmas. Actually, I was like, my family buys like extra pulp orange juice i was like somebody please adopt me because i can't (laughs) i can no longer be a part of this family that drinks high pulp orange juice i I do some pulp if i'm not mixing it with champagne yeah i mean i always go for the low pulp high calcium you know i don't drink a lot of orange juice unless it's mixed with alcohol (laughs) so how do you feel about screwdrivers i could do a screwdriver I, like, honestly hate vodka, but I would do a screwdriver or yeah. Bloody Mary. That's the only two things that I would drink vodka in. Yeah. That's totally a lie because I drink cranberry vodkas at the bar all the time. I had a cranberry vodka <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah, so what did you do last night? We, like, weren't together for the first Saturday in, like, forever. I know. I feel like the people get sad when we're not together on the weekends. I get sad when we're not together on the weekends. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I was drunk texting Kim last night at, like, 2 a.m., being like, I miss you. Like, what did you do tonight? Like, here's a breakdown of my night. I know. We have, like, serious separation anxiety. It's really not healthy, but it's fine. Um, But, yeah, so I went to Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, shouts to G Vegas, if you guys know. Not Greenville, North Carolina, for those of you who know where that is, because... That's a trash place. It's, like, opposite sides of the spectrum. Like, Greenville, North Carolina is a shithole, and Greenville, South Carolina is, like, bougie. It's yeah. like a mini Charleston. Yeah. Or, like, a mini Charlotte, even. Yeah, but they don't really have a lot of, like, like tall buildings. Yeah. No, they don't have a lot of tall buildings. But they have a lot of, like, Charleston-esque restaurants, I feel like. Yeah. I've only been there once for an event, so I wasn't really, like, exploring. Yeah, I know Greenville pretty well since I went to school only 30 minutes away. But anyways, went to visit some college friends. It was pretty low-key. We went to this, like, social bar. I feel like these are popping up everywhere now. They have, like, games in them, like, a bunch of pool tables and, like, bocce ball. Some of them have, like, mini bowling alleys, like, Giant Jenga, all those games. Mm -hmm. So we went to one of those for the, like, entire afternoon, and it was pretty sweet. 
I feel like that's just the new trend. We went to Tin Roof last night, obviously, because, like, I go where the live music is. Gotta. <laughs> but I was at a live music place last night as well. Yeah. I'll get to that. But the place, like, connected to Tin Roof now, like, has a bunch of games. And all the girls were, like, sitting <laughs> The party there. spot? Yeah. We where they like, play, like, rap music and stuff? Right, yeah. Okay. And we were sitting there, like, enjoying the live music, and all the guys were, like, obsessed with playing this, like, golf game. You know, the one that has the ball? And yeah, like, yeah. And we were sitting there, we were like, what is it with guys and, like, being obsessed with games? Like, they love video games. They love, like, games, competing, anything. Sports. Yeah. So we were just like, I don't understand, like, what is so intriguing to them? Like, they're at a bar. There's alcohol. There's girls. There's live music. And there's dancing. They're staring at this, like, fucking golf game. That so actually is so depressing. This one of our <laughs> friends like walked around. He was like, "Do you have any quarters? Do you have any quarters? Like, I need quarters." We were like, "It's like how what? all guys have like gambling problems. It's like the same thing." Yeah, and he was like, "No, no, I don't need bills. I need quarters." And he had like a plastic cup, like one that you would get like a drink in, and was like filling it with like quarters from people. Like he was fucking homeless or something, like, shaking his change in his cup. I was like, "Why can't you guys just like enjoy the atmosphere and?" us and the live music and your friends and that is so funny so yeah that's that's my feelings on games i don't i like giant jenga giant jenga is like definitely like a darty game but i don't i'm not into like the bar video games yeah arcade yeah no not about the arcade games at all sometimes i'll play ski ball (laughs) even last weekend though we were at a bar and like these it was a bar that had beer pong at it and these guys were just obsessed with playing beer pong the entire time i was like okay can we make moves because i really can't watch you guys play another game somebody tweeted this at us they were like what is the biggest buzzkill like beer pong or um uh flip cup the sack toss oh um Shit, why can't I think of it? Uh, football tailgate game. Someone's going to be, like, screaming this into their, like, <laughs> uh, radio while they're playing this in their car or something. Um, cornhole. Cornhole, yeah. <laughs> we have people text us all the time. They're like, I was listening to your podcast, and you were trying to think of the word. What was the word? Like, oh, ambassador. <laughs> ambassador. I had, like, multiple people text me, and they were like, I was screaming ambassador, like, in my car because you guys could not think of the word. I was like, I'm sorry, my it's brain the, doesn't work. It's the worst when both of our brains like can't think of the same thing. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, what is wrong with us? Um, but anyways, they were like, what is the biggest or the bigger buzzkill at a party? Is it beer pong or cornhole? I think mm, I think beer pong is a bigger buzzkill. Yeah. Mm, no, I don't agree actually. I like I'm not a big cornhole fan unless it's like a backyard party. Well, yeah, outdoor parties only. Yeah. Like tailgates. I love cornhole for a good tailgate. But I think cornhole is less exciting to watch. So at least beer pong, like, you can watch and it's exciting. I mean, That's somewhat fair. exciting. Yeah. And it has more people involved. But cornhole right. is just like, you might as well be a dad, like, at a backyard barbecue. Yeah, that's like, fair. It's the least amount of excitement or like anything i just feel like it's more of a background game so it's not that big of a buzzkill because those people just keep to themselves <laughs> that's true you could look at like, like a because... like a beer pong game like then it becomes the center of attention of the party and i'm like and no one else is doing anything yeah and then like everyone's just standing there watching the people play beer pong and i'm like this is so fucking boring yeah. that's why i like more intense drinking games if we're talking drinking games here i'm saying flip cup is lit as fuck to get yeah. the party going or what's that <laughs> game where there's, like, chandelier or whatever. Yes, and you, like, um, 
and the cups go around and you have to like double bounce it. Right. And then you like stack them. Yeah, right? stack. It's like called stack. I, no, it's called chandelier. Chandelier. And you like put a bunch of them and then the center one has like a bunch of shit in it. Yeah, and there's like two balls going and then like yeah. if you get it in, like you have to drink one of the cups and the cup that you drink could like have anything, any kind of alcohol. Like some of them have like beer, some of them have straight shots, some of them have... Oh, we usually just like play with all beer and then like either the middle one has like beer and like liquor and all the yeah, stuff like yeah, mixed yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that a one, fun game. That one's, like, very exciting. That's because... my favorite game when, like, everyone in the party <laughs> is playing. T- I haven't played that in forever, but I went to a party when I was in D.C. probably almost a year ago now, and everyone was playing, and it was so fun. Yeah. That's, I... like, the way to get the night going. Yeah. I feel like starting off, like, in high school, we would always play, um... oh, my God, uh, Ring of Fire, Circle of Death. Circle of Death. Yeah. Kings whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? People, other people, other people, like, outside of the South call it Kings, and, like, when I studied abroad, I studied abroad in Milan. Oh, did you? (laughs) When I studied abroad, though, like, obviously, I met a bunch of people from not the South, and they called it Kings, and I was like, oh, I thought it was Circle of Death, but it's the same game. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm eating a cookie. (laughs) We're on a new trend of just eating mid-podcast now. (laughs) Um... Yeah, but that was, like, our go-to because it, like, we thought we were so cool. So That's, like, like yeah, the basic, like, freshman year of college. I think I played that shit all the fucking time. Yeah. You thought you were so cool because you, like, memorized all the rules. Like, people be like, oh, what are the rules? Like, I know them. Like, five is guys. Like, four is floor. <laughs> three is me. Two is you. Chat. Waterfall. Jack is, like, three fingers up for uh, Never Have I Ever. <laughs> And now when we play, it's like waterfall and everyone like comes to consensus. We're like, okay, we're, yeah, just we're not doing that. this shit. <laughs> That's how you know we're old. Um, what are the other good drinking games? I don't know. I feel like that covers up the, up the river, down the river. What's that? that? Or like ride the bus or something. Oh, I've never like figured out how to play it, but I've played it. But pretty much like, I, yeah, there's, I like, still a don't get this one. There's a dealer and there's like lines of cards and they go down um i forget okay well like the dealer like has cards and they say like higher or lower oh yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah, they yeah. say like red or black and then they say like what's the suit whatever and then if you lose you have to like ride the bus so then you have to like do it with all those cards and if you mess up you have to like start over or something pretty much it just gets you fucked up whoever like gets to ride the bus like is dead fucked yeah yeah yeah, I haven't played that one in a long time. I've probably only played that a few times. But I'd say my go-to are just, like, the traditionals for the most part. Uh, one time we tried to play this game, Cheers Governor. Oh, yeah. I love that one. It's way too complicated. It is really complicated. It's hard. You, like, count to 21, and if you mess it up, then you have to change a rule. So, like, one, instead of saying one, you'd say, like, Fuck. And then, like, for, like, three, you have to, like, take a drink of your drink instead of, say, three. Yeah. And it's, like, a whole thing. So everyone comes up with a rule for every number to 21, and every time someone fucks up, they have to change a new number. And, like, the goal is to get to 21 with all of the numbers changed. And you have to, like, go around the circle, and it goes fast. So, like, if I'm supposed to say fuck and I say three, like, I mess it up. Yeah. 
That was a fun one. But I remember I've success. I've literally successfully played that game one time because it's just way too complicated and people get too distracted. Our drinking game's just like not a thing at this age anymore. I feel like I literally have not played one in so long. I think we're too old now. Like, like the only drinking games people play like occasionally are like flip cup and beer pong, and that's about it. Yeah. Plus, I feel like they're a big like football tailgate kind of thing. I know. I miss we- football season. Well, I mean, it's like, still football season. Go Patriots. Playing right much, now. I don't consider it football season anymore because the Panthers are, are out. Playing, but. I'm looking at the score, and we're in quarter three with a uh, minute and 30 seconds left of the quarter, and the score is 38-7 Patriots. Woohoo! Go Tom Brady. Go Camille Caustic. Yeah. Um, do you, you don't gamble on sports, do you? Fuck no. Well, okay. I gamble on The Bachelor. <laughs> Okay, well, I said sports. We all gamble on The Bachelor. <laughs> That's sports to me. Um, no, I, I do a March Madness pool usually. I'll do a March Madness pool, and I'll do, like, squares. You know the squares game? Yeah. I'll do that. do that for the Super Bowl. I'll do that for the Super Bowl, but that's about it. I'm not a big gambler girl. I, like, low-key wish I knew how to gamble and, like, track sports and stuff, because I feel like guys, like actually kind of make a lot of money on the side or they or they lose a lot of money yeah but i don't know (laughs) i feel like every guy i talk to like they at least have like 50 75 dollars just like in their little bank thing i was like if i had that i would just cash out and like go spend it on something i know but we should talk about our fantasy league i think i'm so cool because i have the espn app and like it has my bachelor league on it yeah we like literally think that we're like (laughs) such sports girls now because we watch the bachelor so for everyone who was keeping up we have a bachelor fantasy league and we actually have like a good like 27 people in the group so the winner gets we all put in ten dollars so the winner gets like $270. $270. Yeah. We were like, should we do, high. like, first, second, third place? And we were like, no, fuck that. Like, winner takes We're going out. all in. <laughs> I need to set my lineup. Yeah, they're due tomorrow. So, we week should... week two, we have the point system for week two are receives a rose, obviously, goes on a group date, gets a one-on-one date card, receives a group date rose, wins a sleepaway camp night with Colton. Ooh. I saw some tweet about, like, Camp Colton. I don't know what that means. Interrupts a cocktail party chat with a noisy prop. It's a very, very specific. I feel like they're going to get more specific. Specific, yeah. So I need to edit my lineup. Yeah. I'm nervous. Now, like, a lot of money's on the line. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to win this $270. Honestly, watching (laughs) last Monday was, like, very... It was traumatizing. I couldn't with the viewing parties. Yeah. It was just three hours for an episode is just much too long for me. It was. I mean, they didn't even get to the episode, the real, like, show. Until until, 9 o'clock. Yeah, an hour in. I was like, I don't give a fuck about these people in the middle of Michigan watching The Bachelor. Like, I'm watching The Bachelor. And it was just, like, hard to watch in general because you have to pay attention to the TV. You have to, like, keep up in the group chat. You have to, like, check Twitter. And, and you have to, like, talk to the people that you're, like, sitting in the room with watching The Bachelor with. Oh, Mary already knows, so, like, I just, like, can't talk to her. Well, I was at a viewing party last week at one of my friend's places, and there were probably ten of us there, and everyone trying to talk about it, and then I'm, like, in my phone, and then I feel bad because I'm, like, scrolling Twitter. Yeah. Like, crazy, and I'm, like, I need to know the jokes, though, that are happening on Twitter. <laughs> I know. And then I'm, like, texting Kim, and then I'm texting, like, some of my other friends that are watching at different viewing parties. I know, and then my old coworker, like, texted me, too. She's like, are you watching? I was like, I can't do, like, this many messages. Like, I just... I'm sorry. I can't keep up. 
The Bachelor, like, takes over your life. Right? Yeah. I was, like, honestly, I got him from work. I was, like, I need to go, like, sit in the corner and stare at a wall just to, like, give my mind a break before all of this stimulation. Yeah. Because you know how I feel about over Overstimulation. <laughs> Too much stimulation. Last night, we were at the bar, and I, like, went to the bathroom, and I was thinking, I was, like, do you ever just, like, go in the bathroom to get a break? Yes. And, like, and I'm, like, an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, like sit there breathe. in the stall just be like... And you can actually drink your beer because you're not, like, trying to talk to a million people. Yeah. So I'll, like, kind of catch up. I'll, like, go just sit there. Like, it's quiet. Yeah. Take a breath. Drink. I know. So last night when I was at the bar, the other bar that we went to, which was just, like, a regular old Irish pub, um, I got there. And I just hate this about my life sometimes that, like, every time I go to a bar in pretty much any city, I will, like, go to the most popular bar in the city because, of course, and within the first 10 minutes of being there, I run into someone I know. And as comforting as that is sometimes, sometimes I'm just like, I wish I could just go to a bar and not have to, like, talk to random people. So I ran into this guy that I went to college with, and we were both accounting majors and whatever. So we, like, had a lot of classes together, and we were kind of friends, not really, He's like, Madison, like, how are you? Long time no see. As in, I literally have not seen this boy since we graduated college. And it's just like you're sitting there talking to them. And it just like made me think about this entire week. I've had so many of these random interactions with people that I kind of know. And my like response to all of them has been like very different. So like in that moment, I was like kind of drunk. So I'm like entertaining the conversation whatever being social and then like some of my friends are just like not like entertaining it at all (laughs) they're just like anti-social yeah not about this and I and I mean it was fun and it was like good to catch up with him or whatever but like three days ago I ran into this guy who is dating this girl that I'm like decently good friends with and he didn't really see me it was in a coffee shop and it was at like 8 a.m before work and I just kind of like dodged yeah. Like, just phone looked down, like, was, like, not really in the mood for this conversation you right now. You have to be in the mood in order to, like, actually see people that you know because you know that it's going to lead to a conversation. But I, yeah, I saw, like, a shit ton of people from my school last night. But yeah. I was, like, actually seeing them on purpose, so I had to talk to them. But I God saw, forbid. <laughs> from across the bar, I saw this girl from my high school who I guess lives in Charlotte now, which, like, I didn't really know. But we, like, made eye contact, and I, like, darted away so quickly because I was, like, there's no way I'm, like, going over there, going to try to, like, make conversation in this loud-ass bar, ask about, like, how she is, what she's doing. She's going to ask me, like, how I'm doing, and I just really don't feel like talking about it. Yeah. So. I just get in such different moods depending on the situation, you know? And, like, sometimes it's just, like, I've had so many of these interactions this week with people that I'm, like, kind of friends with but not really that I, like, Every time I see one of these people, I'm like, what is going to be my response today? So last Wednesday, again, had another one of these interactions. I walk into my go-to tapas restaurant. Shouts, tapas and cocaine. The new diet of 2019. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I walk in to meet my roommate and this other girl we're friends with. And I sit down at the table and I'm like sweaty, like I just come from yoga class. I was like running across the city. And as soon as I sit down in the table next to me is this girl who like low key used to like go on dates with my boyfriend's roommate. 
And I've, like, gone on double dates with her, and it was... So you guys, like, obviously know who each other are. Yeah. And, like, I had actually recently seen her, like, two or three weeks prior. And I just see her, like, at dinner with, like, her apparent ex-boyfriend. Like, are they back together? No one really knows. You know who I felt, (laughs) or you know who I think felt the most uncomfortable in that situation? Her. Yeah. Because she's like, great, now everyone's seeing me out with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And now, obviously, I'm telling my boyfriend and his roommate, who, like, used to go on dates with her. (laughs) And it's just, like, such an uncomfortable situation. And she's, like, obviously, like, on this date, whatever. And she, like, she ended up leaving before I did. And she, like, came up to my table and said hi to me because it was just so obvious we saw each other. Like, there was no way to dodge it. Yeah. But I just felt awkward, and I know she felt awkward. And, God, I just hate those interactions. I know. That's why I'm sometimes I'm just, like, I need to move out of Charlotte. I know too many people here. And if I could just – oh, I think <laughs> I've, I've figured it out. Like, I strategically go to bars based on, like, if I know that I'm going to see people or not. Like, if I want to go and see people that I know or if I'm, like – Yeah, there's the go-to spots where that. you're, like, okay, like – I'm prepared to run into two coworkers, like seven people from college, and like probably like some random ex boyfriend. Yeah, then you'll go to Gin Mill. <laughs> That's where you go, Gin Mill. <laughs> um, but there are other bars that I could go to if I like actually didn't want to see people. But again, yeah. it's not always up to you. Like everyone that you're with just decides where they want to go, which is like kind of what happened last night. I like surprisingly did not want to go to Tin Roof. Which is, like, a shocker for me. Kim, this is so out of your personality. Well, because I just, again, wasn't planning on going out this weekend. Wait, what? (laughs) I decided I'm just going to, like, stop saying I'm not going out. I'm going to, like, start talking about how I'm going out and maybe the opposite effect will happen. I I think think the brand for 2019 is I'm not going out this weekend and then going out. Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, I don't think that that's how it works. Because if you say you're going to go out, you still end up going out. Like, how many times have you said that you're going out and then you don't actually go out? Like, pretty rarely. Like, last night it was shitty weather and you could have easily not gone out and you still did. The only reason I did was because (laughs) it was one of my friend's birthdays and I wanted to, like, meet up with them at some point. Because, like, if I hadn't called anyone, like, I probably would have been off the hook. Like, nobody was really, like, trying to get me to come out that bad. So I could have, I think, flown under the radar. Yeah, you probably could have. But, but the problem is, like, sometimes I just don't want to fly under the radar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean... I get, like, FOMO of just... Not even FOMO about a specific situation, but just about having plans, period. I think I could just use, like, a couple weekends where I don't have any plans. Like, Friday, after we went to dinner, I came home and I read a book on a Friday night. And I was like, this is awesome. Wow, are you an old woman? <laughs> And you know I had to put it on my Instagram story because, like, you had to document document stuff like this. I know. But... Love that for you. So I started reading our new book for book club. We, like, went to book club this week. Um, Shouts to book club. And nobody read the last book. It was actually kind of sad. Like, we all just sat there and we're like, so did anybody read the book? So, like, three people in the book club read the book. And we talked about... Like, the book, Becoming by Michelle Obama. And I'm really sad that I haven't read this book yet because from the people that read it, it sounds really good. I mean, I listened to it on Audible because Mm -hmm. I was, like, trying something different because I'm the world's slowest reader. I'm such a slow reader, too. That's why I do want to listen to that one on an audiobook. I think I'm going to do that. Well, she narrates it, so it's actually really cool. Yeah. But I just didn't, like, have the motivation to read it because the last two books we read were, like, well, 
this was her autobiography, but the one before the Aziz and Zari was just kind of like a research study, essentially. So they weren't like storyline type books. Right. They were just like. But this one, let me tell you. So you started the new book. What yeah. is what is the name of it? Tell Me Lies? Yeah. Tell Me Lies. It's essentially. So let me just. We've I'll got read. the book right here. I'll do a little skim skim of the. This is our unsolicited book re- recommendation of the week. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. She quickly grasping at a fresh start. She embraces college life and all it has to offer. New friends, wild parties, stimulating classes. And then she meets Stephen DeMarco. Charming, attractive, complicated, devastating. Blah, blah, blah. Um, some Stephen is determined to forget an incident buried in his past. She also has some, like, shit going on with her mom. Like, she doesn't call her mom by her first name. Or she calls her mom by her first name. Weird. And she keeps, like, referring to this, like, unforgettable thing that happened. But... They, like, meet pretty much. Okay, Lucy knows there's something about Steven that isn't to be trusted. Yeah, he's, like, kind of a fuckboy. Gotta love the fuckboys. Yeah. So on brand. Alternating between Lucy and Steven's voices, Tell Me Lies traces the connection through college and post-college life in New York City. With psychological insight and biting wit, this keenly intelligent and staggeringly resonant novel chronicles the yearning, ambitions, desires, and dilemmas of young adulthood and the difficulty of letting go even when you know you should. So, essentially, she's with this fuckboy can't seem to shake him and it's time to say bye boy (laughs) and she like lives in new york city and like writes for this travel uh publication wow goals yeah it's kind of cool like the very opening scene she's like getting up and she's like with this guy in her bed and she's like i like pull on my lululemons and like go to this like cycle bar class or it's like soul cycle but Oh, love um, Soul Cycle. But then that's it, like, so New York City. <laughs> I know, and it goes back to like when she's in college, and they talk about how they go on this like mountain weekend type thing, except it's not. They like take these houseboats on Lake Mead, like Med Mead. In, I like, think it's Mead. Yeah, in California, because they go to Baird. Yeah, Baird. Yeah, um, and it's really cool. They like have these two houseboats, and they like spend the weekend on them, and they that's like dope as they fuck. like dock at night and like camp, but. Yeah, that's like, so Mountain up, Weekend vibes. They straight up said, like, the name of the fraternity, like, it's Lambda Chi. Like, Lambda Chi Alpha is, like... Sup, Lambda Chi. Yeah, so I was like, that's cool, but... So it alternates between, like, every other chapter is um, the Lucy girl. or Steven. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, it's so funny to, like, hear a guy's perspective. I mean, obviously it's a book and it was written by a girl, but in one of the parts, like he's talking about his ex-girlfriend and how, like, she always comes back to him and, like, they've kind of got that, like, college on and off thing going on. Wow, Kim, does this resonate with you for some reason? (laughs) No, God. (laughs) Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. (laughs) But he said that his ex shows up at his dorm and she's, like, crying and it's, like, going through the thoughts in his head and he was like, yeah, I was, like, kind of horny. I was, like gonna masturbate but then this crying girl shows up and i know that like crying girls always leads to sex so like (laughs) it's fine like i know we're just gonna like fuck and i was like what but like accurate yeah i was like wait does it like i'm trying to like think back (laughs) to all the times i've cried and then you're like "Mm, maybe this is trend (laughs) um no i feel like that's not really no it's not if i'm crying i'm usually like pissed no i'm usually done for the night Maybe the next morning, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Some makeup sex. Love Um, that. But, yeah. Well, she was, like, coming to his place to, like, say that she missed him. So, Uh, obviously, it was going to lead to that. Obviously. 
But yeah, so anyways, I'm like already super hooked because I'm a big like beach read type girl. Yeah, me too. I fucking love a so good like, these, like romance trashy novel. trashy books are my great. shit. Yeah. I'm going to read on the plane. Yeah, I went through like a stage in college and high school where I just read so many books like that, but I'm, it's a vibe. Yeah. So I think I'll actually finish this one in time for next book club. I'm hosting the next book club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very so, exciting. Pretty exciting. This is our Brooke Book Cultured segment of the week, <laughs> having book club. Honestly, I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's a good motivation, even if you don't read them. <laughs> also, people are, like, super impressed when you tell them that you're in a book club. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, I want to be in a book club. And, like, my grandma's in one, apparently. I my, my grandma's mom. in a book club, too. My grandma, like, gave me a book recommendation for it. When I choose my book, I think I might use it. Yeah. Well, let me know, because I have to choose the next one now. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much that's, that's all that's going on in my life. Seems like... Jobs, reading books, going out when I said that I'm not... What else is new, you know? <laughs> that's that's us in 2019. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to New York this weekend. Yeah, without me. I know. Which you, Kim is forever bitter about. Yeah. But, um, okay, for the record, the only reason I'm not going is because it's Ross's birthday. Yeah. Hey, Ross, if you're listening. <laughs> Hopefully. We're, like, convinced Ross might listen to the podcast. It's, it's possible. No one knows. Or we just have a little, a little mole telling him things telling him our secrets um <laughs> but yeah so we'll see it's supposed to snow in new york though and i'm like actually having ptsd that i'm gonna get stuck like just like nashville yeah wait so are you coming back monday no i'm coming back sunday okay but it's supposed what to time? snow saturday and sunday what time are you coming back on sunday 1 30 so we'll have time to record the podcast yeah these are if my I make it back these are my priorities <laughs> if i make it back no one knows we'll if kim will make it back um, I was, like, planning strategically, like, where I'm going to go to brunch on Sunday and, like, get drunk so I can get on the plane drunk. That's a vibe. <laughs> because, like, I... You have a direct flight, right? Yeah. Thank God. To New York? Dude. It's, it's like, an hour and a half flight. I've, weirdly, I flew to Newark from Charlotte, and I had a layover in, like, Baltimore. What? Yeah, it sucked ass. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Well, it was way cheaper, and I was a broke girl at the time, so. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get to the places you want to be. I would pay any sort of money to just have, like, a normal flight that would give me the least bit of anxiety. (laughs) I'm just, like, so used to flying now. Yeah. Well, are we wrapping up? (laughs) I guess so. I'm tired. I know. And the cookie's almost done, so. I know I really want like the last few bites of this cookie eat it because i've been eating the whole thing well i just can't talk and chew at the same time yeah well i just don't care talking (laughs) with my mouth full i have no manners i guess all those years of cotillion meant nothing did you go to cotillion yeah oh my god no yeah i went to cotillion then like everyone else in my school went on to be debs and i was like fuck that yeah no one did that in the north so yeah it was like a stupid southern thing yeah fuck that (laughs) Okay, on that note, um, any last words? We've got some exciting things coming up. Yeah. Some hyped up guests that are going to be. And um, some merch is on the way. It's yeah. like actually physically on the way. Yeah. Which is just like sample merch. It's merch for us. But but we're going to like post pictures of it and stuff. And if you guys like it, then, you know, maybe you'll get some too. Yeah. All right. Uh, this has been another quality Claudia. Yeah. All right. Love y'all people. Love you.
Peace. Peace.